Are there definitive reasons as to why churches stop growing? I think so. Here are five reasons for church decline. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. I'm your host, Phil Thompson. Welcome to another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. And I'm Steve Lacey. What's the episode number, Steve? 334. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Oh, I, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, you know, I usually look it up beforehand. So I don't know. It came after the last one. So whatever the last one was. So uh, we, are, um, we are a company that helps churches do streaming video and other tech-related things. But because all of us have been involved in church ministry, we not only help you with tech things, but we have some pearls of wisdom, at least we think so, to help you in different areas of your ministry. So that's part of what we do with this podcast and the blogs that we have. Yes. So today we're talking about five hindrances to church growth. Yeah, we're moving into last week we talked about uh, you can grow your church in the summertime. We, we gave some reasons why it's possible to grow your church in the summer. And right now it's not summer, It's but it's May here in Tucson, Arizona. It feels like summer a little bit. Uh, and I've got my baseball, my Arizona Diamondback. I don't know if you can see that. My Arizona Diamondback uh, jersey. jersey. Yeah. I, nice. I actually had the Cleveland Indians one on last week, but I don't think you can see the Indians. The Indians aren't the Indians anymore. They're, they're Cleveland Guardians. Uh, hey. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, you know, so it's it's we're still technically in spring, but uh, I thought we would kind of stick with this theme of church growth a little bit, because uh, even though one of our co-workers wife just came down with covid for the second time today, uh, many places are opening up and covid seems to be on the decline in many parts of the country, at least in the United States. And so people are coming back to church, or at least they're much more open to coming back to church, wouldn't you say? I would agree. I've so, been in the new normal for a long time now. Yeah, so uh, things are always going to be different. That's why we talk about streaming video being important, even if, you know, even if you're out of COVID. But let's talk about some hindrances. I have five down. And here, let me just put a little disclaimer on this, and this will be on our blog sooner or later, blog.streamingchurch.tv. We have other things on there, but this probably will get on later this week or next week. But um, I'll be, I'll be a little, I'll give you a disclaimer. I'm kind of blunt in this, in in what I wrote here. I'm kind of blunt. Wouldn't you say, I mean, you looked it over uh, one minute before we started. It's, um, (laughs) no, I don't see that. I mean, you definitely can be blunt and, uh, these are, they all look like really good uh, hindrances oh. to church growth and right. maybe uncomfortable for some people to admit yeah. uh, with some of them, but yeah. they're not out of bounds. Okay, well, good. Well, and blunt's not always out of bounds. I mean, but I, I have been blunt. You are right. I, I've been blunt over the years, and I'm trying to be a little more sensitive to people. So let's just jump into it here. Uh, you know, church 
growth is going the opposite direction, has been for years, mm-hmm. and people are frustrated with this. And then, by the way, it's not just, you know, organizations go through this, and it's not just churches. There's organizations that get stuck on things, and they decline, and they go into a maintenance mode. A maintenance mode. And so let's talk a little bit about what causes decline and how we can fix it, shall we? Let's do it. So number one, lack of hospitality. Lack of hospitality. So uh, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I put these in. There's no random. This is all kind of random. But yeah, so uh, let's define hospitality, yeah. right? Let's, let's, it's not that you don't have a, a greeter out front or you're rude, right? It could be yeah. other things. Yeah, it's not just, yeah, it's not just greeters, although that's a part of it, right? But uh, hospitality encompasses a lot of things. I mean, if you've got a dirty facility. Your church is dirty. Uh, It needs some paint. Uh, And, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, you walk in your church all the time and you the stain on the carpet, you get used to it. Somebody new walks in, they see the stain in the carpet. We have a a team at our church, which is kind of geared for this, but we call them first impressions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're all about, you know, what if I'm a new person coming in, what is my perception, not only of, you know, people, but of things and how I take care of stuff. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember this is a long time ago, but I, I helped start several churches. And one of the I think I was at a seminar or something. And one of the things they said about this was take a look at your bathrooms. And they t- they said specifically the ladies bathrooms. And uh, so one of the first things I did when when I basically started a, ch- a church in Kansas uh, we had a facility that, that another church used to use. And one of the first things we did was we, we remodeled, didn't really remodel, but we gave it a facelift, the, the ladies' bathroom. Uh, I think we did both, but we did the ladies' bathroom, and, and we just fixed it up, looked look a little nicer. So, you know, we're talking about parking lot stuff. We're talking about children's area, very important, especially if you want to reach new families, bathrooms, your lobby, uh, and you can just the list goes down all all the way down. You know, you you really need to have somebody come in and look at your facility with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, we had uh, family in town this week from Texas, and and what's um, very popular in Texas and probably across the South. Are you familiar with Bucky's? Bucky's. I'm not familiar with Bucky's. Please tell me more. <laughs> Bucky's is a chain of gas stations and convenience store that has just blown up, I don't know, probably in the past decade or so um, across the South. And we were just talking about, you know, there, there's actually a like a Babylon Bee about the Bucky's and they went, you know, way over the top about they have 400 gas um, filling uh, spots and, you know, 400 pumps and all this stuff. But anyway, the person I was talking to, they said they just know that when they go there and and why they go there is the bathrooms are clean. They said the bathrooms are always clean and, and everything's well maintained. It's got a very good uh, set uh, first impressions for managing yeah. it. But Bucky's is really they're big. They typically if you imagine a Walmart that is just a um, like a loves truck stop kind of thing but just gigantic and with tons of every, you can buy clothes, you can buy everything at these, at a Bucky's that is primarily, you know, set up like a, 
you know, it was a gas station out on the highway. Interesting. We have Quick Trip here, you know, in, in Arizona, and I really like Quick Trip. It's it's the answer to the they're, Circle K. But they're uh, they're probably really good at yeah. these things where we're calling hospitality. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone's hey, friendly. It looks clean. Yeah, I've got one right yeah. down the street here now. And uh, uh, but the nice thing I like about Quick Trip is when you go to stand in line, the 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 person they can have multiple cashiers, but the one cashier you can go on either side. He, he may be helping somebody, but he'll say, come on over and get on the other side here. Just not the other side of the, of the counter, but you know, just the, if you're on the left, go over to the right, you know what I mean? And, and so they, they really get you out fast and it's clean and all that stuff. So, you know, why are we talking about this? Well, because <laughs> hospitality, this is part of hospitality. And, yes. and uh, you, you know, if you want to reach new people and keep new people, uh, you got to take a look at things. Um, and I did put in this article, I did write about the connection card. I put that in hospitality, in the hospitality section there was, you know, we talked about a connection card, a visitor card, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago right here on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, the connection card needs to be a part of, of getting people, getting their details. You're, you need to train people that are greeting and help them understand how to get people's details without overwhelming them. And. And, and those kind of things. So that's all part of hospitality. It covers a lot of ground, but it's important. Yes. So that's probably a key one uh, is, you know, look at your level of hospitality, your first impressions. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that include both people's skills and um, just creating an environment that's going to be welcome for a new person. So number two in our list of five hindrances to church growth, irrelevance. What does Irrelevance. that mean? Irrelevance. So all, all of us know that, that churches love traditions. And uh, many times we get wrapped up in these traditions. Uh, the way we've done things, the way the, the facility looks, the, the furniture, the style of the furniture, the style of the music. Uh, and, and look, I, I, you, I'm not saying that young people don't like traditions. Many of them do. In fact, that's kind of a newer trend. There's, a, there's a lot of younger people going to more traditional churches. What I'm saying is uh, the way it looks, uh, the way it comes off, um, I'm not saying you change your values. I'm not saying you change biblical values or anything like that. But, you know, what's your facility look like? Does it look like it was from 1960? And, you know, if it does, consider updating some things. Uh, it can be clean and that's good. You know, you, you, you know, we just talked about dirty facility. You can have a clean facility and, and this may not be as important, but I think it's, it's still important to, to really look at, at uh, to be relevant to where people are at. Yeah. And you I know? think, again, back on our, our quick trip and Bucky's uh, thing is... Very, uh, yeah, they do a really good job of making sure it looks like, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's not a modern looking. Yeah, it's modern looking and the, the style and the, um, just the appearance of, of things is very modern looking. You don't feel like you're walking into, you know, Mayberry RFD or anything. So. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, I'm not saying you throw out some traditions. I'm just throwing out kind of this, 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 this thing about being attached to your traditions that, that may not mean anything or may not, you know, it's just the way we've always done it. You know what I mean? It's, 
it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the gal that was uh, uh, putting the the ham in the oven for Easter. Have you heard this story? Yes. Have you? Okay. And she yeah, cut, oh, she yeah. would always cut. She always would cut the, the the end piece of the ham off. And and somebody said to her one day, "Why, why do you cut the the end piece of that ham off before you put it in the oven?" She goes, "Huh, not really sure." Well, I'll ask my mom. And so she called her mom. Her mom's, you know, kind of not, you know, it's a young family. and The mom's not too old. And she goes, yeah, she goes, not really sure. Let, let me ask your grandmother, her mom. So she, you know, so she asked grandmother and grandma says, well, I always cut the end off the ham was because it wouldn't fit. We had a really small oven and it wouldn't fit in the oven. So that's why we cut it off every time we did a ham for Easter. And, and so a lot of times we do these traditions, we don't really understand what's behind them or why we do them, and maybe we shouldn't do them anymore. Right. All righty. So number three on our list. <laughs> number three. Another, Stuck yeah, go ahead, in the sorry. comfort zone. Stuck in the comfort zone. Yeah. So we're talking about hindrance, hindrances to church growth. So number three, stuck in the comfort zone. So this is how we do church. We've always done church this way. And why should we change? Because we're all comfortable here and, you know, we like what we're doing here and all that stuff. But all I'm saying here is sometimes you need to change things up. Take a risk or two. Uh, maybe, you know, and again, I'm not getting away from not teaching biblical stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you shouldn't have your values. But, uh, you know, maybe just maybe you should reach out and try something different in order to reach people. Um, and, and this is tricky. This is very touchy, actually, because if you if you, you know, if you if you introduce different music that can freak some people out. So you got to be careful what you do there. But uh, when I say take a risk, you know, maybe spend a little bit of money on advertising, you know, spend some money on outreach or something like that and and see what happens. Uh, maybe take a risk and try some new technology, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, maybe get rid of the overhead projector and yeah, this this some... reminds me of the the adage that um, churches attract who they are, right? Yeah. So if you've yeah. got uh, just a really top notch worship band and everybody loves you know is really into the whole worship band, it's kind of the center of the place. You're going to attract people that are really into the the worship band. So yeah. I mean, yeah, and it may be just an opportunity to get out of your comfort zone and try some new stuff. Not like yeah. you said, we're not going to change any foundational things, but um, right. yeah. it's super easy to do the path of least resistance. It is. And, you know, uh, I, I experimented with this the last church I was in. I was the executive pastor. And so we, we experimented. We, we did some things differently. And, and some of them came off well and some of them didn't. And uh, And I'm not saying you have to completely change it, you know, maybe just add a different element, maybe in your order of service, you know, uh, maybe add a different element in the order of service, you know, the way you do things, maybe change it up a little bit occasionally yeah, or Something different, you know, or how many services or when those services are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those, those are a little, I, those more, are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that at our church, we have um, Saturday and Sunday services. Yeah. And they made a change where they moved the Saturday afternoon service from five to four. And I think it was a big hit. They were trying to draw people into the Saturday service because Sunday right. was getting crowded. Right, right. And four worked out really well because people would get out of church and then go to dinner. Yeah. 
So yeah, exactly. as opposed to on a Saturday night being showing up at the restaurant at, at the super crowded time, you can get there early. There you go. So, you know, those kind of things I think are something to think about, experiment with. I mean, another another area is, is you know, look at your leadership team. Do you have any young leaders? Do you have any up and coming people in your church that could be potential leaders? So, you know, give them a little bit of responsibility. Yes, it could be uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I, I've seen people, we, we let people get up and speak. Uh, doing something and it was a little awkward and uncomfortable the first time or two, but then it helped them grow and, uh, you know, they, they got on track. So there's a lot of things you can do. I would just simply say, you know, spend some time with God, spend some time with your leadership team and talk about this a little bit. You know, what, what can we do? That, are we in a comfort zone? Are we stuck in a comfort zone? And if so, what could we do to maybe make some changes and, and don't make anything real radical and, and don't do a bunch of stuff, but, you know, consider doing some things. All right. So number four on our list, your church doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah, this is a blunt one here. I mentioned bluntness. Um, I know this does sound harsh, but, but um, and I've experienced this with other churches. Uh, they just, they really don't care about church growth. They like, and this kind of goes with comfort zone stuff. They, they like the size that they are. And they don't want to grow. And the end result is they don't really care that much about visitors. They might say they do. But, uh, you know, if you really if you really want to grow, if you really want to reach people, you need to start caring. And that involves many different things. Uh, and so uh, your church really doesn't care. Now, look, let me just say this, and you can add whatever you want to add to this thing. A big part of this is pastoral, which we'll get into in a moment. But uh, your lead pastor, and if you're one listening right now, uh, don't take this too harshly, but the lead pastor really has to lead the way in helping your church grow and change. And and so, you know, if the church doesn't really care about new people or about, you know, these things we're talking about here, they're just too comfortable. Guess who's Guess who bears the responsibility for that? Uh, at least a big part of it, I believe, is is the leadership team and, and the senior pastor, I think, is a big part of that. So you're out front of everybody. You've got to instill it in people that, hey, we need to start caring about people. Uh, I've told this before. I'll tell it again. We had people when I helped this church get going. Uh, I was executive pastor and they moved into a new facility and all of a sudden they went from 30 people to, you know, 75, 80, almost 100 people almost overnight. And they just weren't used to it. And so there would be people standing in the corner and all these new people would be coming in and nobody would greet them. Nobody would be friendly to them. And, uh, and this may not be, this may not fall into the category of they don't care, but they were certainly ignorant of it, of, of what they needed to do. And until we really... I don't want to say hit them over the head, but until we really push this with our leadership team and really say, look, we've got to get out of our comfort zone. We've got to get out of our corners talking about football and we need to, to spend some time with people that are coming in. Yeah, I know I've, I've been guilty of this, been parts of churches uh, back when living in California. And it was just, we just had a, you know, the just right size and, Everybody was comfortable, and, yeah. and it, it really wasn't a priority to grow. It was kind of a, 
yeah. well, shoot, if we grow, then it's going to, you know, like you said, is, <laughs> hey, I deal with new people. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that. And new people are messy, you know. I mean, it's yes, that's you run true. into people that, you know, you run into some people that are like, you know. and But, uh, you know, and there's a lot more we could have put on this list. I mean, you know, even the way we present things and the language we use. And I, when I say language, I mean, I'm talking about the good old fashion word christianese you know talking about things that people don't really understand especially if they're new to, to the faith but you, you really gotta you really you really need to, to make an effort to engage in the community that's coming and by the way not just your people coming in the door of your church but also look outside your walls and what's going on in your city what's going on in your town uh maybe maybe just maybe uh, you guys should be more involved in some of the community things. Help the food bank out. Help the gospel rescue mission out. Help, uh, you know, some of these areas that, that, that you as a church and members of your church could be involved in. And, and not just to get people to come to your church, but to help your community. Exactly. All right. And you referenced this, this last item, pastoral <laughs> leadership. Yeah, I've got, uh, I, I got out my soapbox, but let me get back on it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, it really comes down. I know it's it's hard to hear this, but it really comes down to the pastor, the pastoral leadership. Now, look, I know you got to deal with a board, depending on what kind of group you've got, what kind of denomination you've got. You've got a leadership team, a board. But the bottom line is you've got to lead. You've got to lead in these areas that we're talking about here. And, uh, you know, if the pastor doesn't understand it, and look, most pastors, if you're really called to pastoral ministry, you're not you're not necessarily called to evangelism. You're called to shepherd people, to comfort people, you know, maybe to teach the scriptures. Evangelism may not be your calling, but the bottom line is it's everybody's calling. And as as a leader of the church, even if you may not be a evangelist, it may not be your gift or your personality you can still evangelize and you can still emphasize it and you can even talk to other people that may have that gift and and incorporate them more in in your life so that you can can really help people understand how important it is to reach out to people yeah and it's um i go to the point where i'm thinking you know my church i've been with for forever several few decades now um if the church was able to retain everyone that's come to the church. That church would be probably ten times the size of it, yeah. that it is right now, and so you're you're constantly seeing. If you're not constantly seeing new people, you're gonna have people that are leaving. So you're gonna die. You're gonna be on. You know, you're gonna have a slow decay. So if you don't focus on the evangelism side of it and keep. Um, reaching out because not every it's not a good fit for everybody and a lot of people will come and they come a few times and right six months later they move on and they're doing something else and so sure yeah we've had and, and this is 2022 now right i mean our society is more mobile than ever so even if you've got happy people in your church there's a good chance they may leave because they're getting a job somewhere else you know <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Um, yes, we would be, uh, my pastor, I'm sure he would just be, oh my gosh, if I could only cap, yeah. you know, 30% of everybody, yeah. Yeah. it would be a mega church. 
Well, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, and that, that term itself scares a lot of people. You, you yeah. may not want that. But you, the, the bottom line is you want to grow and reach people. And as you just alluded to earlier, you're not for everybody. But you certainly don't want to chase out somebody that maybe you can help, maybe a family you can reach that might be a good fit. But because you didn't do these things that we just mentioned, they, were, they end up being hindrances. And the people left, you know, so th there's a lot to this. But, uh, you know, there, I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. There's a church here in Tucson or was here in Tucson. It was called First Baptist Church. It was like close to downtown off of uh, it was off of Sixth Street, Sixth Avenue and Fifth, I think. Big building. You've seen it a lot of times, Steve. It's been there forever. It's big, big pillars and all that stuff. And I remember when I was working at the radio station because we had churches, we were involved in churches at the Christian radio station, they had over a million dollars just sitting in their bank account. This is like 1990 or something. And uh, they had a million dollars sitting in their bank account and they had like 30 people in the church. And most of them were over 75 years old. And at one point in the 40s and 50s and 1960s, and maybe a little longer, they had a really a dynamic pastor and they were a church that really, you know, was reached the city of Tucson, was well known, but then, you know, he eventually passed away and they got other guys and, and, you know, so they're, the bottom line is they, they you know, the, the money ran out and the church is gone. Now somebody else is in the facility now and they sound like they're doing a really good job. I think it's called city church or something. I think my former general manager goes there, Doug Martin. But, you know, what I'm getting at is, is you've got to be always focusing of looking outside yourself looking outside your walls and, and really emphasizing that to your leadership team, to your people, to yourself, you know, and I'm not an evangelist, but I helped my church grow several churches I was involved in. I helped them grow and it's, I'm not an evangelist, but I understood the importance of, of reaching out, you know, not being inward. All right. Okay. <laughs> we made it. There we go. Five so, hindrances to church growth. Yeah, so this will be on, uh, I think this will eventually be over at blog.streamingchurch.tv. So feel free to look at it. We'd love to get your feedback on this. Uh, you may disagree with some of this or you may have some things to add. Uh, I think it might be important to do. So uh, by all means, uh, you know, get back to us. You can always send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. I think we're the only tech company that, that actually really reaches out and does these things besides tech stuff, you know. And it's because uh, all of us have experience, uh, you know, we don't just do tech stuff. We, we work with our churches and we have so for years. So as we wrap this up, I want to remind you, check out MyChurchDaily.com. The, the Church Solutions Podcast is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. Check it out. It allows your church to be on Alexa devices, Amazon Echo devices. You can do flash briefings, millions of people, and it's growing. Millions of people have those uh, smart speakers. I think that's what you call them, Steve, right? Smart speakers? Is that yeah. What? They're smart. And so uh, lots of people have them all over the world, especially in the, in the United States here in North America. Your church can have a, a short little flash briefing every day if you wanted to. We make it very easy to do that. MyChurchDaily.com. Check it out. There's a free trial. And as always, we will help you. We'll help you do it. We'll help you get set up and do it. And, and you'll see connecting yeah. with people. Amazon is, is now releasing um, a new home robot that is based on Alexa. Really? And it's, what's the, 
uh, Astro. That's the dog's name in. Uh, that's the dog's name in uh, in the Jetsons, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> that goes back a long ways, but yeah. I yes, think so. yes, uh, yes. I think that's what they call it. It's just starting to be rolled out. So you too can be on uh, the home robots in all the homes in the U.S. Yeah, you you know you just freaked everybody out. I know. Like, oh my gosh, robots! I don't want to do that. So we're not talking the same thing here. We're talking Alexa devices, which I don't know. Maybe yeah. yeah. This is one. It's just it's one that's on wheels that runs around your house. Oh, it's great. mainly it's ninety percent Alexa device. Oh boy. Uh, Something else to get stuck under the bed. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so all right, I had a. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All right. So, uh, uh, folks, thank you so much for spending some time on this podcast. We hope it helps. That's what we want to do is encourage you and help you. Uh, So uh, thank you, Steve Lacey, for being a part of things today. It's good to be here. And I'm your host, Phil Thompson. Please take care of each other and yourself and uh, catch us again. Subscribe to the Church Solutions Podcast. It's your favorite place to get your podcast, and we'll be there. Please take care of yourself and each other. Until next time.